Recently, I did a deep dive Amazon keyword research project. Naturally, I reached for my trusty Amazon keyword research tool, Magnet. Magnet is just one of 20 tools in Helium 10, an all-in-one software toolkit to help sellers start, build and grow a business on Amazon. Helium 10 has served over a million users worldwide and tracks over 2 billion products on Amazon. You get all the main tools you need to run the keyword research and listing in one place, so you don't have to pay for different software. Magnet in particular is a great tool for finding great keywords to target for your next product. So whether you're just getting started or you're several years into selling on Amazon, Helium 10 is a must-have tool for your business. You'll get 50% off your first month of Helium 10 Platinum when you go to helium10.com and use the code AMAZINGFBA when you check out. Once again, just go to helium10.com and use the code AMAZINGFBA for 50% off your first month. Ladles and jelly spoons, boys and girls, welcome back to the 10K Collective Podcast, the place to be for six, seven, eight figure Amazon sellers. And these days I always add and e-commerce sellers because those who've been on Amazon forever are rapidly discovering they need to get something else built pretty rapidly these days. So Rick uh, McGuinness is with us to talk about affiliate marketing. Rick helps brands scale their businesses through what they, what he calls performance marketing, uh, otherwise known as affiliate marketing. And he also helps people set up and manage those programs. So exciting topic, Rick. I'm really glad you can make it. Welcome to the show. No, I appreciate you having me, Michael. It's like we talked about before. It's it's an under-leveraged marketing tactic, and, I, and I'm glad to be able to share my knowledge and, and get people on the affiliate marketing train. Absolutely. So let's talk about, first of all, why should we even be considering this? Surely this is a very complicated sounding thing. It, it's automatically sounding a little bit more complex or more alien than Facebook ads or Google SEO or whatever else, if you've got a direct to consumer sites. So why, why is it important to even consider this? The, the main reason why brands need to consider this, whether they're uh, Amazon sellers right now, or they have their own standalone e-commerce store is because of the uncertainty with other marketing channels like Facebook and Instagram, the, the, the reach and the, the people that they can potentially market to is shrinking. But with affiliate marketing, it is a performance-based model, meaning that brands only pay for when a transaction happens through an affiliate. So they may have to invest some money to set it up and maybe some influencers on the road. But for the most part, affiliate marketing is truly performance-based, meaning an affiliate promotes your product, they generate a sale, they get a piece of the sale. And if that doesn't happen, the brand doesn't pay. So it, it just baffles me to, uh, to know that brands are not trying to leverage this marketing channel more, given the fact that uh, there's really uh, minimal out-of-pocket expenses needed to start one up. And given with the, the budget restraints nowadays and COVID and everyone's online shopping, this this past year was probably the best opportunity to get into affiliate marketing. It, it still is good, but but really the past year is e-commerce has grown tremendously and so has affiliate marketing. Yeah, like that a lot. I mean, really, I guess this happens to me a lot when I interview the experts. I'm fortunate enough to, to interview people like yourself that are very expert, very smart people about something that is related to what I know, but is not very sort of meat and potatoes everyday version of it. And performance marketing sounds like, ah, oh, what does that even mean? That sounds like some strange corporate word. But as soon as you explain what it means is you don't pay until you get a sale. 
that changes everything because everyone just uses the word PPC, Amazon PPC, PPC. That means pay per click. And I just want to bang people over the head with this a bit. Listen, guys, you're paying for the click whether or not you make the sale. And I really want to just hand that home because I guess it's so easy to overlook that little phrase. We're used to it, right? But so I guess that's a good enough reason for me to consider affiliate marketing very seriously. So the next question is then, what is it? What does this mean? We, we've sort of mentioned it's other people get paid when they make you a sale, but let's define it a bit more broadly for us. So brands, when they start an affiliate program, they're looking for people that are going to love their product and be willing to promote it for a commission. So what happens is brands will set up an affiliate program and then start reaching out to, or what we call in the industry, recruiting new affiliates. So you want to go out and recruit new affiliates that are going to line up with your brand that are going to talk about your brand in a positive way, that have tried your product, love it, reviewed it. And those are going to be the people you want to be your, I guess, ambassador, so to speak, is, is a good word for it. So you you get them on board, you build a relationship with them, and then you give them the tools they need to promote your product and to succeed. And uh, affiliates that go out and do good work and generate a lot of revenue have the relationship with the brands, but they also know that they are going to be making money for each each sale that happens, whether it be uh, a percentage of rev share, so it's a percentage of the sale, a flat rate. Uh, it doesn't matter. The the affiliates uh, they they have to understand that it's a it's a team. It's not just an affiliate; it's another person. They're they're really an extension of your team. And they are talking about your brand and you want to make sure that the people that are doing that or the companies that are doing that align with you. And and, and that, that's a common issue is people have a misconception of affiliate marketing as like like sleazy and, 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 and slimy just because there's there's a few bad apples out there. But I was going to talk about that. I mean, I guess this is something that, that there are a couple of things I, I don't necessarily, by the way, buy into all of this, but... I know that a lot of people listening right now, because of conversations with a lot of Amazon sellers, especially mm -hmm. the serious ones who've been pitched to, to high heaven, shall we say, by everybody in the world of, of every form of marketing, the reputation of affiliate marketing isn't great in the information marketing space, right? So, so you were about to address that, but I just want to flag up the fact that we need to knock that one down really strongly because I think it's a big mental barrier to people considering it. So yeah, how do we knock that one down? Yeah, the, the information... You, you can absolutely the information sector and the like the e-commerce sector. I don't like to lump them together because they're they are totally different. The the information sector, you're right, it does have some some negative connotations to it. There there are some tactics that I don't really agree with that happen. Some 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 people promoting brands that I really don't think should be should be doing so. But then on the e-commerce side, it's it's different because you have more you, you have I guess more flexibility in who who you can work with, and there's more uh, affiliates out there for these type of products, and they they range from bloggers to reviewers to comparison websites to coupon sites to paid search, social media, email. So there's so many different ways that you can go about doing this in the e-commerce space that I don't think is is talked about enough because of the other uh, scenario where you got some bad apples and everyone does research and they see affiliate marketing and then the bad stuff comes up, but it's really none of the 
of the positive stuff on how the industry is growing. It's, it's a multi-billion dollar industry and it's growing every single year. So there, there's a disconnect, but I believe that the, the positives are going to soon outweigh the negatives just because of all the people in the industry that are championing it. And, and bringing it to the forefront and, and, and really separating e-commerce from the, the information piece because e- e-commerce is, as you know, totally different than the information space. You market it differently and, and yeah. it's just a totally different beast. But, um, but, but yeah, there, there, you're right. There is some, some negative uh, information out there, but e- e-commerce, since we're talking about like Amazon sellers and things like that, that's primarily where this conversation should be. The, the affiliate marketing space is uh, hotter than ever. And more and more brands are jumping into it every day. They may not be jumping into it on the big, large affiliate networks, but they're getting into it. They're understanding the value it brings. And they understand that in the long term, this could be a marketing tactic or channel that drives a significant amount of their revenue. Great. Well, look, thank you so much for all of that, because I think that people often in, in business, in life, throw the baby out of the bathwater, right? That That's something very, very valuable is tainted by association with something that quite rightly they perceive as not good quality, but we need to separate them out. So thank you for that. Now, I guess another question I had, which is maybe a question in the listeners' minds is, isn't this just for information marketing? I think you've kind of blown that out of the water. So do we need to even address that? If so, what, what are your thoughts on that? No, I think we we talked about it enough, but I just want to point out that e-commerce, with the way it's going right now and, and the trajectory it's on, there there is absolutely no reason why brands, no matter what you're doing, whether you're selling just on Amazon or or have your own uh, D2C or Shopify website, whatever it may be, there's no reason why you shouldn't be in the affiliate marketing game. It's 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 revenue that can be added to the bottom line, and e-commerce isn't going anywhere. So. It's one of those things where if you if you're if if you think you're late to the show, you're not. But you want to get on now while while it's really in the, in its infancy stage because affiliate marketing is fairly young. It's it's only like twenty years so years old compared to uh, other forms of marketing. So we're, we're, it's just beginning and it's and it's evolving. Technologies coming in, and we may talk about it later. But the the perception that affiliate marketing is like coupon oriented or there's a lot of voucher code that that's that's another another thing that we're gonna try and dispel is affiliate marketing is not just about that there's there's other ways to grow an affiliate program and i'm sure we'll get into it but i, I didn't want to go into it right now thank you well okay well yeah we should talk about how to set it up i mean i think one one question so we, we're just talking about the the basic overview in this sort of episode and we're going to talk in a minute we'll probably separate that discussion out for the podcast mm-hmm. of how to do it but i think the why question or should i even do it uh, is sometimes the most valuable thing you get from a podcast because i guess you're not going to learn in 30 minutes how to do what you guys help people do right just bam bam set everything up but what you can do is get into exploring it so if nothing else if we can sell people the concept i think we've done a job so Another question that springs up is obvious then to me, which is when do you start? Do you need to have, because you mentioned that the affiliates, and I'm in the information marketing space, so it's different, but I can say from the the point of view of the affiliates selling other people's programs, I have about 80 affiliate relationships at this point for the podcast and related channels. And I have to say that I'm always a bit wary of putting any sort of marketing dollars or big push behind something that hasn't got a proven product because I don't want to 
recommend something I don't believe in and hasn't got a proven conversion like its sales pages and, and everything else, the conversion machine that I'm plugging into. So I'm presuming that means this can be a little bit too early to start an affiliate program. So where is that point, that sweet spot where it's the right time to start and when is it too early? Yeah, so I get this question a lot and a brand, it's really up to the brand, but they can start an affiliate program from, from day one when they launch their website. But the issue with that is the the brand doesn't have awareness. The You talked about it, the conversion rate, we don't really know. So things like that. So what I recommend is at least proven the concept or proven the product can sell, have a conversion rate that is acceptable because what happens is affiliates will come on and if your conversion rate's horrible, they're going to just leave and go somewhere else and promote a product that actually converts. So you want to have a product that has a little bit of awareness and that sells, but also the conversion rate. I think that's the most important part. It's just without the, without those, you really are going to be just treading water and, and probably coming to the point where you're saying that affiliate marketing does not work. But the reason why it doesn't work is because you didn't really do it properly so i like to i like to say it like that yeah you you put it well it's not the affiliate marketing doesn't work you've done it badly but that's true by the way pretty much to be fair to any traffic or conversion or any other sort of mechanism anything done badly is going to get bad results but i guess when something's unfamiliar I, i guess the thing about affiliate marketing that's interesting let's talk about that then implied by what you just said is really this, that if you put something out there and you've got pay-per-click advertising, you can see impressions data, you can see clicks. And look, maybe you're not getting conversions, but you're getting some kind of data. And by the way, (laughs) that's very seductive and that can lead you to spending huge amounts of money with zero return. But at least emotionally, it feels like something's happening. And I guess in terms of data gathering, you can at least see impressions and clicks. So then you can work on the offer if it isn't converting. So... With affiliate marketing, my immediate thought is, oh, I'm driving blind. I don't get to see all that stuff. And therefore, I can't see you get the dangerous crickets and no information to learn from. So, so how do we deal with all that? That's sort of head well, trash I'm just expressed. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, and that's basically what it is. It's uh, head trash. And the the affiliate marketing industry has evolved over 20 years. And the, the, the tracking and analytics and attribution has come a long way. And... Uh, any affiliate program that starts, no matter if it's on a major affiliate network or a, a SaaS platform, there are tracking and analytics built in that you can uh, see those same things you talked about with the, the pay-per-click. You can see what affiliates are driving traffic, how much how much traffic are they driving, uh, what the what the sales revenue is, what the conversion rate is, average order value. You can see all that broken down by affiliate. So that's uh, something that is also a, a, a myth or misconception that the, the data is really not there, but the data is, is there and it's, it's high quality data and reliable data. And it's, it's data that I use every day in, in my business to, to help brands scale the program. Because what you do is you use that data to develop your strategy. And, and without that, you're just going blind. But but yeah, the, the information there is, is, is really, you can set up whatever you want in, in terms of the data that you can pull back from, from uh, the affiliates. That's an interesting point you just made, actually. I mean, first of all, yeah, so it's just had trash. You get as many metrics as you get with PPC. But I guess the second thing is what you just said. You can set up different data. I guess that Facebook or Google Ads or Amazon Ads, and goodness knows Amazon Ads give us quite a lot of data compared to organic Amazon 
uh, ranking, which is truly awful data. I mean, they have everything. They share very little as third-party sellers. But I guess what you're saying with affiliates is that you have more more control. You can get more granularity. Is that accurate? Yes, you can. You can get down to you, you can do ROAS per affiliate. You can do uh, ROAS per per um, uh, group of affiliates. You can do uh, total spend as a percentage of your entire marketing budget. You can you, literally anything you can think of is is out there. It's fair game, and and I, I like to. Just say that the, the reason why these misconceptions are missed so there is because of the lack of education that is out there for brands to do affiliate marketing. And I, I think the more that like things like this, the podcast that we're doing and, 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 and the more people get out there and start evangelizing affiliate marketing, the better it's going to be for brands and they're going to understand it more. And then they're going to want to try it because right now it's, they're, they're on Amazon, they're, they're doing well. And they really don't, they know they have to kind of diversify a little bit, but they don't want to take that big leap because it's, it's scary and it's uh, time consuming and it, and it could, it, it could not go as well. But, but if I were a brand right now, which I, I do have my own e-commerce store as well, affiliate marketing is my number one strategy to, to drive new traffic and, and sales. But also it supplements other marketing that you do as well in, in terms of like social media or even even offline PR. It helps in terms of, of growing, growing that as well. So, so really affiliate marketing, what I like to say is it encompasses all marketing channels in, into one because a, a, any marketing channel can do affiliate. And that's what a lot of brands are seeming to do nowadays. They're taking budgets from other marketing channels and, and shifting it over to affiliate because the, the ROI is so tremendous. And we talked about it earlier with, with social media, you can, you can spend $10,000 a month and really have no idea where, where the hell it went. Yeah. Interesting. So I'm taking a lot of notes, by the way, if you can hear me typing, I do apologize. But I, on the other hand, I just big believe in note taking. If you want to get the notes from the podcast and any links to resources, folks, just go to 10kcollective.com. So yeah, first of all, affiliate marketing needs more evangelists, particularly for e-commerce. I, I'm getting that kind of slightly missionary zeal from you. Very low key. It's nice. Actually, he's not, you're not in my face about it, but I'm getting that sort of sense of mission from you so i think you are a great evangelist by the way for this but so let's just revisit the question of what is affiliate marketing because it sounds a lot broader than i thought it was you just said any marketing channel can become an affiliate marketing channel what do you mean by that can you give us some concrete examples so i can begin to wrap my head around this yeah absolutely so we'll, we'll take we'll take email marketing for example so a brand has their own own list and email marketing calendar things like that but what they can do is they can have an affiliate that has an email list as well that caters to their audience and things like that and have them email promos or offers or specific products to their email list. And each time a sale comes in, it will be a commission paid. So they, they can leverage their list and another list. And, and some of these lists for that affiliates I've seen, they have millions of subscribers that are uh, ideal for some brands. And it, it's just incredible the, the power of, of affiliate marketing in terms of email marketing. Then you got paid search. So brands can spend a ton of money a month on paid search, which is absolutely fine. They, 
they uh, they have strategies in place. They they're bidding on specific keywords, but affiliates can also come in uh, and take over the entire strategy if they want, or they can come in and take over it with spots where the brand is not uh, currently uh, working in. So, for example, like long tail keywords. There may be some long tail keywords that the brand is not focusing on, where affiliates can come in, bid on them and generate traffic and sales for them. And they can kind of work as a, as a unit. But the catch to it all is the affiliate is putting up all the ad spend of their own. They're spending their own money, but they're getting a commission. So the risk is really off of you on that and it's on them. So there, there's, there's really no reason that I can think of why you wouldn't have partnered with a paid search affiliate if you're taking all the risk and putting it on them and just paying them per sale then social media, it's the same thing. People go out and promote products on social media. They throw an affiliate link in there. Boom, it's done. And then the brand can keep doing their social media. So there's so many different ways. And even now there's a cart abandonment solutions that are in the affiliate marketing space that when, when a customer leaves the brand's e-commerce page, the, uh, the affiliate software that they have hooked up will... Uh, basically set them up like uh, a workflow, send them an email uh, saying, hey, you looks like you abandoned this product, come back and finish your order. And all, all that is, is they put their affiliate link in, in there and that's it. And if they come back, they get credit for the sale. And that, that's that's huge nowadays. And, and there's so much technology built into shopping carts and, and product pages that are affiliate oriented. It's, it, it's, it's amazing. And, and many people probably don't even realize that they are affiliates. They just think it's part of the of the website, but affiliate mm. marketing is integrated into just about everything. Amazing. So I could, but that last one, by the way, I guess I'm not a Shopify based you know store owner, so the last one sounds quite complex. But I guess if you're familiar with dealing with cart abandonment solutions, that would make more sense to you. But certainly, paid search, email marketing, social media, I, I get the concept, and and it sounds like it works really well. So my question then is is this? I guess again hopefully skeptical not cynical which i think is the right thing so in other words um i need proof but i'll believe stuff of is enough proof and it sounds really great it sounds really like it when it works the cash flow is great because you pay people after you've made the sale so that reverses the usual cash flow where you pay google or facebook or amazon for your ppc for example in advance it also sounds like the risk is on the affiliates, not on us as the merchants. So it sounds amazing. What am I missing here? It sounds almost too good to be true. What, where is the downside? I'm looking for the downside. There's got to be one because otherwise it wouldn't be the real world. What well, am I missing? It, well, you're not, you're not missing. Like basically what you said is true, but it's, it's not as easy as, uh, as it sounds. Otherwise, everybody would be doing it. Everyone would be millionaires. Everyone would, would, would be just in the affiliate space. But it, it 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 takes a special kind of uh, skill set to be an affiliate. You can't just say, "Hey, I'm going to go um, bid on these keywords today and 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 hope for the best." It just doesn't work like that. You have to have a background in this. the The thing with uh, affiliate marketing is that the the brands take the risk as well. There's a risk for the brands because they're bringing on basically unknown people that are going to be promoting their brands. They really haven't done a full background check. They've checked them out and, and seen where what they do and, and how they do it. But affiliate marketing, they, there are bad apples and there are people that are, are looking to just make as much money and, they, and there, there could be some funny business going on. But 
for the most part, the, the the brands just take on the responsibility of their reputation of being at stake. And and ultimately, that's the most important thing to a brand is their reputation. Because if, if the reputation is shot, they might as well just close up shop and, 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 and give it up. So the affiliates take on the risk of the, the, the upfront cash that they have to do to set up these campaigns and, do, and to do things like that. And then hope that they're skilled enough to recoup that and, and, and make a profit on the on the back end of sales. But the the downside is for the brands is is just the reputation. If 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 a couple of these affiliates do something illegal or unethical, it could cause big problems for them. Weird enough, I feel happier because we found the problem. Now that doesn't mean that I like problems or I'm really cynical, but I just want to know what they are so we can evaluate the pros and cons of different traffic sources, different sales methods. So that's good to hear the reality of it. So I guess two two things. I mean, first of all, we ought to talk about how do you how to mitigate sort of risks around, you know, reputation and bad actors. But before that, just the sort of financials of it. I, my understanding for something like, and this is in the information marketing space, so I, I wanted to sort of see how far this can become a problem in the e-commerce space. Andre Chaperon, who's an email marketing god, really, and, and very low-key guy, is very, very down on the traditional information marketing affiliate-driven launch program because apart from burning people out, which is pretty major reason, <laughs> is that the profits you get from it can be tiny. You're going you, you, you know, two comma, not referencing any specific people, but they know who they are from this. The two comma club means it's revenue-based. So maybe you've done a million-dollar launch, but you personally taking home $40,000 or something, having risked your marriage and your brought your first heart attack for 10 years. This is like super skeptical. But so uh, is that a danger in the e-commerce space? And if so, you know, how do we make sure that doesn't happen? Well, uh, yeah, it's uh, obviously profitability is is the key to to everything. You're not going to start up a a program and and say, hey, I I, I may be in the negative this month, or I I may be positive. Again, you want to set it up so that you you know that for each sale, you're not losing money. So what I tend to do with clients and my what my company does is. We do, we do like a competitive analysis to find out what the competitors are doing, like how much they're paying in terms of commission. And then we figure out for the brand that we're working with their margin. Like we, we want to find out what's, what's left at the end of everything that we can share with the affiliates. And then we go from there so that we're not just picking a random number. We're actually in, analyzing it and saying, okay, there's this much left. We can give X amount to the affiliates. And this leaves us Y percent as profit. So I like to say there's no really set um, commission payout for for brands. It has to make sense with your numbers. And and if it, and if you just pick a number and just pray for the best, it's you're going to end up in big trouble and you're going to end up in the red. So you, you got to make sure that it, it just it makes sense with your margins because you mentioned the the launches. Yeah. yeah, you're paying, you're paying like oh, 50, sometimes 60%. It's just say that, that may work. It may, it may get some high quality affiliates with, with good email lists and things like that and, and good followers, but you're not bringing home as much. So you gotta, it, it's gotta make sense where you can, you can pay the affiliates nicely, but you're also making money as well, because that, that's the name of the game. You didn't, you didn't work so hard to build this to, to, to not make any money. So it's, and it's, everyone's got to win. And if, and if not everyone's winning, then you're doing something wrong. Yeah, you're quite right. And I, I would say, to be fair, 
And so to backtrack a bit, two things. First of all, well, it's first was information marketing, which, as you said, works differently, has a bad reputation. And sometimes for a reason, we've all experienced the webinars and the pitches and the email slamming of your list. And I've been involved in that myself as well. And I try to not behave like that now because it's, it's desperation, really, isn't it? It doesn't work very well. The second thing is, I guess what I've done is I've bundled together information, sort of affiliate marketing and launches. And it could be that other people out there share my prejudices. So it's probably good to mention it and then not it down because a launch isn't the same as affiliate marketing they're, they're actually separate things right and i guess they often bundle together and i guess in my mind i'd bundled them a bit and the, and the third thing is yeah th- what you just said about the, the you've got to make sure the numbers work and give you a profit to be fair applies to all marketing efforts most people don't know their numbers so their ppc is probably losing the money big time on amazon ads which is a fairly primitive simple thing because you're selling in the same platform as running the ad so it's at least easier to measure but most people don't so <laughs> That, that is a problem with any marketing, to be fair. So if you don't measure the return on investment or whether you actually have any return, that's probably a lack of metrics, right? So that's that we can't lay that at affiliate marketing's door. You're quite right. So, well, well, the thing I wanted to go on that because I, I don't work, I don't, I don't work with clients or I don't, I don't engage with them unless we we do that analysis and and find out what their margins are because I don't want to go into a a, a partnership with someone and then down the road tell them that I misled them or I didn't do something right. I want to make sure that from the beginning, everything is set up properly and that we know the numbers and that we have goals set up for, for the, the months down the road so that we don't hit those situations that you just talked about where, Oh, I don't know my numbers and I, I spent this much money and I, I don't know what I'm going to do now. Yeah, well, that speaks well of you. And I think that, you know, as as a coach, I'm beginning to try and do that. I haven't formalized it enough yet, but what you're saying is just making me think that for consultants generally, I I think I want to be able to be more concrete about the return on investment that people get from whatever they do with me. And equally to do that, I need to know their numbers. And the issue that I hit often is business owners, frankly, don't really know their numbers. And I'm not here to criticize. I'm not great at bookkeeping. But it's just one of those things that if somebody doesn't know the numbers that you you have the integrity to just walk away, which I think makes a lot of sense. I guess it's going to make sense for your business as well. You don't want clients that turn around and suddenly are unhappy, right? Now, absolutely. talking of which, sorry, go on. No, no, absolutely. That, that's it. It's, it's, it's easy in theory, but complex because of the numbers and things like that where people don't do their own bookkeeping and they don't know. They just, they, they just know if they don't have any money. They don't know where it goes or it, that's the problem is, is, is this the lack of um, understanding where their money is? Hmm. Yeah, and, and I guess that you can't solve that for somebody, but at least you sit down with them, which I think is a very rational beginning to a conversation with anyone before they spend money on anything. Now, one other thing that you flagged up that I think we ought to address, and then we'll, we'll, we'll sort of begin to wrap this one up because we're going to talk in the next episode about the details of how to go about this. Hmm. We mentioned risk to reputation from bad actors. So how do we mitigate that? How do we lower that risk as much as we can? Well, the first thing is in the vetting process at the very beginning of when you're reaching out to these affiliates and, and bringing them in, you got to do some like detective work up front, do, do some research on the person, find out what they're, what they're into in, in, in previous campaigns, things like that. You want to also have software, if possible, that can pick up any bad actors that are doing unethical things like... For example, if they're bidding on your trademark terms or they're using coupon code you don't want them to use, uh, there's software for that. And it, it's just you you want to uh, 
have as as many like stop gaps in place so that it, yeah, it may be a problem. You, you may have an issue, which I don't, I don't know of any affiliate program that hasn't had an issue ever, but it stops immediately. It doesn't grow into a bigger issue down the road. It ends up costing a ton of money and even costing people jobs. So if you have the, the systems like vetting the, the people or in companies up front before you work with them, uh, and then having the, the software to help you understand what these affiliates are doing, uh, you're going to be in a better situation than just doing it just based on looking at a computer screen and, and seeing like that. But you're never going to find everything. It, it's it's something that that very consistent with is the the software and, and and finding these bad actors before they become really detrimental to the program. Yeah. That makes sense. So I guess, again, to be fair to affiliate marketing, if you're doing something like trying to get reviews on Amazon, there's huge risks associated with that, obviously, to your Amazon account and thus to your entire business's existence if you're selling mostly on Amazon. And then also PPC or, or Facebook problems can uh, I've seen quite frequently with my friends actually run, running Facebook ads, they could quite frequently get their entire Facebook ad suspended, Facebook account suspended, mm. which is obviously fairly nuclear if you're relying on it for a lot of social media or even contacts like PM. And we PM'd each other before the show. And I was just, mm. it did occur to me, I was just having a shave before we began the show. And I was thinking, yeah, you know what? If Facebook shut my account down one day, I would have to suddenly make sure I've got everyone's phone number. Unfortunately, I've got your phone number, but it, it struck me that, so there are risks to everything, right? So we've got to put it in context, I, I guess. It's like with yep. COVID. I mean, again, I'm not careless about risk, nor am I downplaying the risk of COVID, by the way. I'm not a COVID denier or anti-vaxxer or anything like that. But if I were in America, I'd probably hesitate to say that. But I'm British, so I'm like, yeah, do do the sensible things. But you have to still to put it in context. And if, if you're willing to get in the car and drive and risk death, we, we probably should at some point with mitigation, with um, vaccines, whatever, be willing to take risks like that. And now, before we get into a big political discussion, what I'm saying, guys, mm. is this is an analogy. This is not actually about, you know, COVID or cars. What I'm saying is there's always risk is what I'm saying. And so we have to be grown up about that, right? And not be risk averse, but risk aware, I think, and then mitigate the risk. This is why I asked you about the problems. And now I know what the problems could be and how to avoid them a bit. I feel like, ah, oh, I could do this. So look, this feels quite a doable thing. Obviously, people listening, and that definitely includes me, by the way, will be quite excited about this as an opportunity because at least on paper, the cash flow of it, you pay after the sale. I'm like, I'm down for that. So you've got a, you've done a massive event recently and you've got a great uh, freebie that you're offering us. So tell us about that. Yeah, so a few months ago, I, I gathered uh, 20 of the affiliate marketing industry's top thought leaders we, we put on an event. It was free for the brands to come and learn and, and just learn basic topics for brands just starting out like basic affiliate marketing and even a high, a higher, um, higher level, more advanced topics as well. So we, we had 20 speakers talking about that. It was over two days. I have for, for all the, all the listeners here, we, I'm giving free access to it. If you wanted to read by the recorded sessions, it'd be about $127, but I'm giving all the listeners. Uh, free access for life. So you can go in there, check out the sessions and, and really understand affiliate marketing from basics all the way up to to the advanced level. And it, it's something that the, the, the feedback was amazing for this. And with, with that feedback, I, I, I'm actually put into a corner where I had to do another event because it was, it was so, <laughs> it was so, it was so, it was so, so uh, widely accepted and, and liked that I'm going to be doing another event probably early fall. Again, something a little bit bigger, more robust, but 
but yeah, this Amazing. is uh, but this is something that uh, I'd, I'd be glad to, to give your audience. Well, that's pretty serious value. I mean, like, you know, two days worth of stuff. I mean, obviously, it's going to take a time to absorb. But I think this is an area that it feels to me it's a whole massive area that, as I said, never heard discussed on, on an e-commerce podcast. I certainly have discussed so many things with with hundreds of guests now and never, never done it. So amazingfba.com forward slash affiliate. That's A-F-F-I-L-I. A-T-E, you better learn to spell affiliate if you're going to get into affiliate marketing. Amazingfba.com forward slash affiliate is where we're going to put that that link. That sounds amazing value, man. I mean, that's that's really generous. So thank you for that. And obviously, uh, we ought to give you a chance to tell us what it is you do for e-commerce uh, sellers and business owners. We already mentioned at the beginning, you help people set up programs or manage them. Tell us a little bit more about you know what you do to help e-commerce business owners. Yeah, so uh, we help e-commerce business, businesses understand the value of affiliate marketing through affiliate programs. As you said, we help them set them up. And we also come in with brands that have established programs already that are looking to grow it. We focus on five uh, main uh, elements to grow an affiliate program. It's affiliate recruiting. So you're finding new affiliates to, to grow. And you want to have a diverse base. You don't want to have just one type of affiliate. So we go out and find... Uh, affiliates that, that cover the whole spectrum for brands activation. So once you get those affiliates on board, you recruited them in. They're they're in. You want to make sure that they stay active. They're sending traffic. They're taken care of. You build relationships with them. The third one is communicating. So you're communicating with them constantly, once or twice a month as a group and individually as much as you want. And we we do that through newsletters with different maybe offers that we're running, different commission bonuses, things like that. So just to to keep the the affiliates engaged. Then we do the compliance. And that comes back to what we talked about earlier with monitoring. We do paid search monitoring to make sure affiliates aren't uh, bidding on brands' keyword terms and driving up their costs. We also do coupon code. We do social media monitoring as well. So that's part of the compliance. And then the fifth one is optimization. So we're always looking for ways to optimize it and grow it. And we do it by reaching out uh, to competitors and, and pretending we're an affiliate, getting into competitors' affiliate programs, seeing what they're doing, seeing what's working, what's not, and then try and implement it into the brands that we're managing this program just with, with their flavor and, 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 their, and, and their style. So the, the five are recruiting, activation, communication, compliance, and optimization. That's what we do for brands on a daily basis. Nice. I like the structure. It feels very similar, of course, uh, perhaps unsurprisingly, to onboarding uh, staff. And I guess there is kind of an element to which they're kind of an outsourced sales team. So that makes sense, really. Uh, by the way, I like the reaching out to competitors, what I call mystery shopping. I guess that's the phrase, mm -hmm. right? So you, yeah. it's a very intelligent thing to do every so often. I, I'm quite sure when I look at my email lists or look some of the applications I get for some of the programs i run i'm like yeah i know what you're doing <laughs> so yeah. it happens but it's a good idea i mean you should mystery shop your own business of course that's the other thing that that's quite revealing and often quite humbling in my experience because people often don't know what on earth you do and they're not clear and that they, they don't understand never mind buy so uh yeah good good right. idea absolutely well look it's been a pleasure to talk to you we're going to have a quick talk about how to actually set up an e-commerce affiliate marketing program the very basics of it in 20 right. minutes or so but for the moment rick i just want to say thank you very much for coming on today's podcast and, and opening certainly my eyes and hopefully the listeners eyes as well i appreciate it very much michael i appreciate the the, the platform and i look forward to your audience learning thanks man Thanks for listening to the 10K Collective podcast for six and seven figure Amazon sellers. I really hope you found the show helpful to you. 
Please don't forget to subscribe to the show. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please do leave us a quick star rating. It will take you all of 30 seconds to do it, but it does mean we can be found by and help many more e-commerce business builders. I wish you fast and profitable scaling, and I hope you enjoy the process of building your seven-figure Amazon business. Thanks very much for listening.